Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks with Natalie Brown. Spirit Talks is all about conscious conversations to awaken and enlighten. It was born from a desire to bring together a conscious community and create opportunities for deeper connection and real conversations. This platform is for inspiring heart leaders, guardians of the earth, and conscious entrepreneurs sharing the spirit of all things, their divine wisdom, revolutionary ideas, inventions, modalities, and channelings to bridge the gap between our world and the spiritual world in order to shift the consciousness of humanity. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks. Today, I am joined by some amazing speakers who are all part of my panel here, all doing their amazing work with um, sound healing, and they're going to be sharing a little bit about their own journey, how they came into doing the work that they're doing. So I'm so honored to have you here. Welcome to this beautiful platform. Brian, you're at the top of my screen, so I'm going to kick off with you. Please tell us where exactly you're from and why is this topic so important to you? Thanks, Natalie, for, for having me again here. Um, I am. I started with this topic. Um, I'm working with sound and exploring this when I was a teenager back in Argentina, and, and I fell in love with the practice and it's something that has been a big big part of my life and something that i have been sharing for the last 12 years so it's it's wonderful that we're able to actually talk about this and to have more and more people exploring it so yeah i'm really really grateful to be here sharing this space wonderful thank you so much and christy Welcome. Hi. Hi. Hello. Please <laughs> tell us where you are from and why this topic is so important. Yeah, I'm in uh, Queensland, just north of the Sunshine Coast in Australia. Um, oh gosh, why is sound so important? Sound has been both my my kryptonite and my saviour, shall we say. Um, I'm a multimodality, multidimensional, neurodivergent person. Um, I'm autistic and so I've always had auditory sensitivity issues but sound has also been the thing that brought me great joy and great peace and music has always sort of flown uh, uh, flown through my my body my field uh, my energy um, I love all things frequency and sound has been something that's been um, always with me I haven't always embraced it I spent a lot of years avoiding my healing uh, through sound. I, I've done other healing work for 30 years or so, but sound um, always took a back, a backward sort of position in my life for uh, the egoic pursuit of other things, right? So it's been really the last um, the last six years that I have fully allowed myself to embrace my sound gifts properly and to start sharing them in a healing setting uh, with others. And I, I just love the results because it's such a gentle practice. Um, and mm -hmm. it, it's not, we're not fixing anybody. We're lifting people to their highest level of function through this beautiful um, practice. So I really like that about it too. It's not us that's doing healing, you know. We're providing a, a space for people to find their own healing potential. So it's really lovely. So thank you mm. for having me on. I'm just so delighted to be mm. here. 
Beautiful. Absolutely. We are not here to fix people. We are uplifting people to their highest healing potential. I mm. love those words. Thank you so much for sharing that, Christy. And we'll definitely dive deeper into that. Helene, hi. Welcome. Um, please tell us where you're from. Uh, thank you so much. I'm in Los Angeles, California, and uh, it's really lovely to be here and to meet you and connect with all of you today. I am a lifelong musician, so I am a classical pianist and singer. That was my background. And I came into sound healing actually from the healing perspective. I started studying energy healing and body work. And then it was it became very obvious that it was about incorporating sound into the space. So I started to do a lot of vocal channeling with my voice and uh, figuring out ways where the classical music got everything a little bit stuck for me and how to energy moves and to listen to players oh whoops i think uh, we've lost a line oh i'm right oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <You're back. laughs> keep going keep going <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the sound vibration got uh, tilted for a second which is uh make a joke about it. Uh, yeah, so I, I play a lot of different instruments. I worked for a long time with the orchestra in the orchestral world. I was an artistic administrator. I used to produce concerts at Disney Concert Hall and the Hollywood Bowl. And so I was uh, spent my life around the classical music sounds. And so a lot of my approach to the way that of bringing the energetic healing in through sound is also all of my experience working with composers and music. So it feels like a bridge of being able to create a lot of soundscapes and depths within the healing experience because of the vibrational depth that's created with multiple instruments. And so it's just, it's, it's deeply healing and restorative and gratifying work. And I work in recovery clinics in the Los Angeles area and how powerful sound is. So I'm you know, thrilled to be here with all of you today. Amazing. I love how sound is so interweaved into everything that we're doing, right? And that it's now, not now, but it is so part, is part of kicking off that remembrance and it can bring joy, it can bring sadness, it can bring, you know, all different types and levels. <clears throat> Excuse me, my, my, there goes my sound. Um, so <laughs> all different levels and types and aspects of um, entering this beautiful beautiful space that sound can bring for us right healing and joy and happiness and and sadness and all sorts of different aspects of it so I'm excited about where this conversation will go today and Helene thank you so much for sharing about a bit about your story as well amazing Sam welcome please tell us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Nat, for having me here. Um, I am from tuning in from Auckland, and I've always been a musician when I was growing up. I was um, a prolific singer and songwriter in my teen years, and I was really being groomed to move into the music industry after high school. But the whole seeking fame and fortune, being in the limelight, never really um, landed for me, and it wasn't something that, um, that resonated. So I left music as a hobby for me um, and chased the corporate world for about 10 years. And it wasn't until about three or four years ago where I was really in the depths of my Saturn return and really in the depths of um, 
looking for something else in life that actually mattered and trying to find my place in the world where I discovered a sacred um, healing ceremony where music played a huge part in bringing people back home to themselves. And that was a pivotal moment for me and realizing that sound could be used to be of service, right, to help others. And um, it was like a light bulb moment for me. And it was like, this is what I need to do. This is this is my, my life's work. And so from then on in, I've been collecting instruments here and there. And um, for me, it's a form of expression um, as I use my voice. And um, it's just beautiful, completely evolving all the time. And I'm so grateful that I have found this this modality and it's so beautiful to be on this call with like-minded people thanks Nat mm. thank you I got goosebumps there yeah absolutely it is a beautiful modality it's always there you know if you think about everything that we are experiencing as energy everything is energy right with an energy there's frequency sound it's always there for us with us if we tune in and tap into it and I feel like every single person, if we um, know the power of sound, if we can tap into that power of sound, whether it is, you know, facilitated by someone like you guys, or whether it's actually tapping into our own sound, our own frequency, our sound of our body, you know, our energy, all of that. Um, it's such an, a powerful way of, of moving forward, of releasing, you know, anxiety, depression and all of those different types of things. So I'd love to talk about your experiences of how sound has actually, you know, changed people's lives or perhaps your own lives and how it's healed you in different ways. So let's jump into that. Who would like to start? <laughs> not all together oh, okay. <laughs> go 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 um a couple of things i want to speak to two points um for myself as i didn't realize i was actually autistic until later in life and uh, the diagnosis wasn't a surprise because in my early uh, days um I suffered from anxiety and depression severely and had no idea why. And I was always tuned into other realms. And, uh, you know, back in the day, that was 30-ish years ago, back in the day, if you mentioned that you heard voices <laughs> or saw spirits, you were cast aside as some kind of witch or psycho person. So uh, I didn't really talk about it very much, but uh, I had a, a major autistic meltdown in my early, uh, sorry, my late teens on the back of some severe trauma. And I was rendered mute for a while, which was interesting. So I used to go into my family's healing centre and sit in front of, we had this big Buddha in the meditation room, and I would ask for guidance. And that was the first time I started connecting with other beings and they would speak to me. So I could hear other realms, I could hear other uh, places, I could hear frequency, and I would translate these um, messages, these informations that came in streams of waves of sound and light. And uh, that wisdom then was what I followed. Uh, I started guiding meditations as a result of this when I was 18. And I would sit in circle with my human people who'd come for the meditation, but also with the 
uh, beings who were giving me the guidance to share in a healing way with the clients. And back then the sound didn't come through me. I would translate the sound and the information into English and then share it. Uh, as I've moved through, that has changed. But that that vocalization of spirit through me was what got me my voice back after being mute for quite some time. So for me personally, it's always been, it's always been there. The ability to hear sound in all sorts of ways has always been there. I worked for a production company, ironically, uh, an audio engineering production company and television production in my early 20s, uh, but I wasn't really involved in the recording side of things, the audio side, but I learned a lot by osmosis. And then about six years ago, uh, six years, no, it was earlier than that. Gosh, time's flying, isn't it? 2012, um, I suffered from postnatal depression and went into another catatonic uh, mute state when I had my children. And um, to bring myself out of that, I used music. I got my cello out. Uh, I played cello for a lot of years. Um, I, I got my cello out and just started tinkering. And then the messages started flowing again. The guidance kicked back in. And so I took myself to a dance thing, uh, an ecstatic dance thing to try and shake myself out of it. And the music, the reconnection with the music reconnected me to the spiritual guidance. And that's when um, uh, this being Amara came forward and she is all bubbles and giggles and light and music. And she's like, oh my goodness, I've been waiting for you to come back. Now I'm going to train you. And so she's been training me in using my voice um, in a very specific way to facilitate healing in other people because I can hear the discordant frequencies in the energy body and the cells of a person. Uh, I literally hear it. And um, and she brings forward information. She also uses my vocal cords to feed energy into um, the being. The, the sound waves classic acoustic, you know, uh, science, the sound waves bounce off a density in the system and then they bounce back to me and I use a correct, corrective tone to adjust the frequency in the person. So it's been this really interesting process of evolution, uh, working with Amara and then working with clients to do what I did for myself with her. Um, now to dislodge using sound waves, dislodge and break down energetic congestion in the cellular structure of the body. Uh, I call it bioresonance or bioharmonic healing. Um, break down that congestion and then the sound bowls and some of the instruments can sort of lift that congestion out of the, the physical form and dissipate it back to the universe where it belongs, right, back to the cosmic source, back to the cosmic sound. Um, so it's been really beautiful watching the transformations with clients, everything from um, almost instant relief of chronic pain that's been there for a long, long time. Uh, I had a post-COVID, long COVID client who had this cough that just wouldn't leave. Uh, within 24 hours, that cough went and never came back. Um, mm. Deep regressive healing takes place where people can let go of extreme um you know, things that they've been holding on to in their cellular structure, traumas, events of origin, um, mm. past life things that have been stored in the physical cells as well as in the energetic body uh, can be lifted um, up and, and moved away. So it's really exciting. It's really exciting work. But sound is the foundation of all the cosmos. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. We are sound and light. 
Yeah, absolutely. How powerful. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that, Christy. There's a lot in there. Um, a lot, sorry. I think I think you should go and watch that back overshare. or listen back to what um, Christy shared. No, no, no. There's no overshare on this on this um, platform at all. It's all perfect and divine. Um, but thank you for sharing that. And that's amazing, you know, that sound and, and the, the frequencies bouncing off density and that we have the ability to be able to tune into the body and actually, you know, recalibrate the body in that way which is amazing thank you and so who's next who'd like to share more about their experiences with sound go helene <laughs> i'll unmute you my babe there you go all right thank you i i come at it from a slightly different angle because for me my mother uh had pretty severe bipolar disorder when i was growing up so i felt like even though i wanted to sing or had all of this um emotion and and energy that wanted to move through me a lot of times it was also pushed down so when i went through my own healing process and all of the shamanic healing that i've done and that music was already was central to a lot of that but in terms of actually integrating it I make a lot of my focus, especially with private clients, in empowering people to use their own voice to heal themselves. So giving them tools, giving them techniques, like how to actually do that. And then the sound healing uh, or them coming to a sound bath is really about relaxing the nervous system and being able to allow the space for people to drop into the space. So I come at it from both angles that way. And I've done a lot of very specific work with mantras which are very powerful. And for a long time, both in my own practice and other people's practice, I would work with Sanskrit mantras and very ancient, um, ancient mantras that way. However, what I've been doing a lot in my work is, is empowering people in the sound vibration of not just the sounds, but also the words of the reprogramming of the neural mm -hmm. patterns. And when they sing the mantras, even if they're in English or I work with people from all over the world. And so in terms of their native language or native tongue, if that makes more sense of being very specific about using their own language to start to shift the reprogramming. And when it's sung, and amplified by even using an instrument or a shruti box or a singing bowl or that it actually helps that person to alleviate also um, and have what I call like consciousness around what's shifting. Because when it's stretched out over time, there's like that level of consciousness of what's being released, of what's being let go and consciously deciding what will fill that space because the thing about sound that's awesome is that it can help alleviate all of those things, but then sometimes you have the space and you feel really good and the, having the consciousness with your own voice of empowerment with the sound to be able to go back and know what to fill it is always a really beautiful way to kind of encapsulate, especially working with anxiety and depression and that which I also suffered from in my life. And that was how I did it in my process and helping other people guide in that same way has been a big premise of the way that I work with sound as well. Mm, beautiful. And I think that is the most important thing here. Everyone's journey is so different. Sound is there available mm -hmm. for everybody, mm -hmm. but we all have such a different journey that we are experiencing and expressing ourselves through sound. And um, nothing's wrong with that. You know, it is just the expression of Absolutely. our most amazing, beautiful selves. And I love, you know, 
that we can and words are so powerful. Helene, and you using mantras and words because words carry frequency, just like your name mm -hmm. carries a frequency. You know, when you are calling your, your birth name might be like for, my, for me, I used to call myself Nat for a long time and people called me Nat until spirit kept on saying to me, but that's not your frequency. Your frequency mm -hmm. is Natalie and it carries a real beautiful mm. sound frequency. So use you know, you've got to be very mindful about how you use words, but also words can heal you and empower you through the sound of words, which is so incredible. Thank you and for the sharing last, that. Mm. Well, I was just going to add one one short thing is that the other piece too is that the voice is the instrument we have within us all the time, right? Mm, yeah. All of the other instruments, even my harp or my piano or all of and the gongs behind me, all of the instruments I work with, but we have like such primal technology in our actual voice. Everybody does, right? And I think yeah. for me, getting people to break through that and being able to sing, even if they don't think they have a great voice or if they don't feel like they could do it, which is really not the point, right? And to get them to move the energy with their voice as well, I find to be a super empowering thing for people and very grateful to guide that process with people. Yeah. And it all it takes, it starts with toning. If you don't know how to sing, just, mm -hmm. you know, make a sound. It, when Even if that sound sounds horrible to you, to your own ears, you know, let it come out because that is the expression of the emotion that's ready to be, be seen, be heard, be understood, mm -hmm. be, you know, be brought to awareness and consciousness. So we always think it has to be absolutely beautiful. But, um, Something that I was actually taught by a sound a sound coach was it doesn't have to be. It's simply the expression of that sound. And then you can harmonize it through your own voice, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. Can mm -hmm. I jump in there just for a second too? Yeah. I love what you're saying because the actual act, uh, Helena, is absolutely right. The actual act of making that noise has that vibrationary process in your own body. And you can follow the sound to where the congestion lives in your own body and allow that frequency to dissipate the energy inside yourself. So absolutely, toning yourself and, and using those words um, literally has a physiological impact. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, we have a person that says, love this topic as I use channeled sound for healing. Yeah. I'll see the replay and I have because they'll have to leave now, but they'll watch the replay. So amazing. Sam, would you like to share some more of your experiences with us, please? Sure. Um, I love this, this chat, love listening to you all. And I agree, like we all do, um, you know, this work in our own unique way. And that's what I love about it as well. And for me, I've always said, you know, I've got all of these instruments here, but my most powerful instrument is my voice. And um, I've, I love the fact that sound healing really helps to invoke those feelings of like relaxation, dropping into the parasympathetic nervous system, helping us with our sleep, all of those beautiful clinical benefits. But I always tell people at the beginning, that is not my why, you know, I feel my why runs a lot deeper with this as I feel sound being a quite an analytical person myself. Sound has been the only thing that's allowed me to drop out of the mind mm -hmm. and into those beautiful quantum quantum realms and into, um, into that deep state of, of meditation to open up the multidimensionality that we all have into those higher potentials. And um, 
working with that myself um, has then activated um, light language, which is what I use a lot of in all of my sound healings. It's it's the the foundation of my work, um, and that has really what it allows for um, others to receive is this deep sense of remembrance um, mm. of who they truly are and also just um, also a deep activation I feel of their of their true potential as well so there it's it's so multi-layered when we look at it that way um, and for me it's it's always been so such a multi-dimensional experience and allowing and allowing these primal deep deep sounds that perhaps haven't been heard in a very long time especially coming through like a the vessel of a woman um and i've been sharing my sound ceremonies for a long time over across new zealand and and online globally and i found that that what happens is I seem to attract these really powerful women into the space, um, into my spaces, and then they get all of a sudden quite activated into their gifts, whether it's through their hands or they kind of have spontaneous light language activations themselves. And so I kind of feel like I'm on this mission of gathering the priestesses to become, you know, um, more activated into our, our fullest um, potential and to really help to anchor as well these high frequencies um healing frequencies onto the earth new earth frequencies mm. yeah so i could ramble on about that all day but <laughs> that's-, <laughs> that's so beautiful sam and i totally agree we are anchors for source energy frequencies mm. that is being channeled through us and I feel that we, through sound, we plant the seeds or we activate the seeds that's been dormant for people as well. And those seeds are their soul gifts, you know, and it's rightly so. Each um, vibration, each intonation, each every single way that we speak, that we um, hold ourselves, that we breathe, that we allow ourselves to come into the space of consciousness okay we we become one with the rhythm of life through sound and when we activating all of those beautiful seeds soul seeds within us it's like okay it's like switches that you know is turned on and i feel right now there's a lot of um, people coming into the space of realizing that they have the ability to be able to activate people they have the ability to create experiences healing experiences for people more so than ever before so we're going to see this incredibly or this rise of of light workers and leaders you know um, taking the lead to be able to help raise the frequency of the planet and help keep the frequency of the planet at a level that is here to create the the new earth okay together co-create the new earth together um and what i'm being told by spirit right now as well it's harmonization of the frequencies so each mm. time we sing each time there's beautiful sound being played or whatever we play our music we think we're just having a jiggy dance in the kitchen but when it brings us joy it actually lights up the whole world right it ripples that joy across the world so why not do more of it? Hmm. Brian, Absolutely. please tell us your experiences. <laughs> ah, thank you. It's so so interesting hearing everyone's experiences and, and the words as well that are being chosen 
uh, as some of you have, have talked about this, I, I see this for my own path and, and what I work with people. There's kind of like a few different perspectives. There's the, the sound and the expression, the power of creation that we have through our words, the understanding of everything is energy, as you mentioned before, and everything is vibrations and waves. And how can we understand that for our own experiences and our own healing, our own growth and expansion? And as well, the understanding of if everything is vibrations and frequencies, what are the right frequencies for each moment and for whatever I'm trying to do in my life? So for me, like I started with sound as a way of meditating. I was too much in my head and I couldn't, in a sense, come to that place of stillness and sound meditation was so good for that. And then little by little through my other energy practices, I started to use sound to clear some of the blockages that I had and some of the traumas in my, in my experience and to be able to move beyond them to then get to the point that once my teachers used to say when we're working with sounds this is the path of ascension if everything in the path of ascension is about frequencies we're using the sound to actually go to those higher vibra vibration states so i find it really interesting a lot of times when i work with people it's just understanding why are they coming and what the relationship with with sound is it about that you know like that throat that some of you have spoken about and being able to to be able to talk or to express or to create and to understand that power or is it about they need something to calm their system or are they ready to as you're saying be activated and expand and that is so beautiful just to see where we all are and that we're all in a different place. And I find it so interesting. Uh, Helene was talking before about mantras. I got, when I practiced a lot of Tibetan Buddhism, that was one of my biggest practices. And mantras was huge. And it was huge for me because when I was young and I used to sing, I love music and I love singing. And my siblings used to tell me that every time that I was singing, that I was ruining music. So I grew up with that as like, <laughs> that, is, that is my relationship with singing. And then I discovered, I discovered mantras. And then uh, I started to actually practice a lot of mantras, a lot of Sanskrit and a lot of Tibetan uh, mantras. And little by little, I got to the place that people were asking me to actually lead those those chanting practices. And then through that, like more and more, my I started to, to channel more different frequencies and toning and humming. And that changed so much my relationship with expressing myself and to understand as well the power that, as, as some of you have said, like coming back to our own power, like being able to understand that we all have that and it's not about how it sounds for others it's about what is the frequency and what is the vibration that we are awakening and that we are using that for creation and when we understand mm -hmm. that power then also we choose our words even more carefully because we understand that that's what we are putting into the world as well 
So that is so key in being able to, to understand that. And for me, as you're saying, there's more and more of sound healers or sound facilitators and, and people that are doing this because in the like when I started working with this, people had no idea what this was. I'm like, I have my crystal singing books. And people were like, what? I came to New Zealand and I'm like, I wanted to work at different studios and they were, they didn't know what it is. And now it seems like it's at least here in New Zealand, it's so widespread that there's so many people that are doing this. And I'm like, this is amazing. And I hope that there's more and more and more because this, you know, like there's, I don't see it as competition. I see it as this is the awakening that we need and we need more people doing this and we need more people actually experiencing and being able to to create this state of understanding that if everything is energy, we just need to work as well in that state and with this energy. So it's beautiful to see also all of the different experiences. Yeah, so powerful. And I, I totally believe that we, there was this almost like this big bang that happened with the ignition of light language that Sam touched on as well, where light language is our soul speak. It is our frequency, right? So through light language, we can move mountains. I'm, I believe that. And um, it's amazing how each of each of us step into our true potential when we truly tap into the right frequency, like you said, Brian, as well. But then there's also distortions. Music mm -hmm. can distort as well, right? Music can actually uncreate or create mm -hmm. disharmony. And I want to talk about this as well because um, I recently it came across my field that 432 hertz is the universal frequency, the harmonious frequency. And I had I was listening to some meditations from this this person, and I realized that actually, every time I listened to this meditation, it was very calming, it was very relaxing, relaxing, but it wasn't for me. My my vibration was much higher, and I needed to come up into a higher frequency to be able to harmonize my body. So it doesn't work for every single person. Like there's not one size fits all, right? So mm -hmm. it's about what works for you. And it's, it's about tuning into your body. And I think for those people that are listening to this, tune into your body, start toning, start feeling the vibrations move through you. And the one thing that we talked about were the blocks, you know, those different blocks that you're experiencing. If you have emotional um, upsets, you, you know, anything that's happening in your life, trauma that you've gone through, you can actually start shifting your vibration through just toning and using your sound does anyone want to speak into that christy yeah I i'd really love to speak to this this point of dissonance this is my my thing um mm. you know taking a dissonant frequency composition a pattern that's warped and distorted and shifting it into a higher uh, a higher um, harmonic pattern you can literally see the sacred geometric patterns of sound anybody mm. can do this you know uh, cymatics is the study so you know google it it's really cool it's a cy cymatics but um we have that within ourselves as well those distortions but interestingly what i want to say to the viewers as well is that choose your music Choose your sounds carefully. Surround yourself with sounds that are organic because in this age what's happened with the 432 hertz thing um, is that 
actual instruments attuned to A um, in an orchestral performance, and, and Helena can speak to this as well. I obviously mm -hmm. train classically too with the cello. But um, these days with the invent of the internet and digital sound, we're finding that the sounds that are actually being put out there in the world are not pure, they're not organic, and they're mistuned. They're tuned to slightly off, slightly dissonant frequencies. They're not true 432 hertz, especially if they've been created with a digital uh, system. So if you're going to be using sound, your voice is the most pure thing that you've got at your disposal. But going to spaces where you're listening to actual music, actual instruments, uh, the harp, the gongs, the cello, the violins, the drums, whatever it is, there's a resonance in not only the instrument, but the way that the musician or the way that the healer moves their own frequency through the instruments is just yeah. as important. The organic expression of the healer is just, I don't like using that term, but anyway, that's the one we've got for the moment. The organic expression of the creative who's using these instruments, uh, whether it be their voice or, or something else, is just as uh, transformative as uh, as the instrument themselves. But using that non-digitized music is really, really key. It really is. I can't, I'm getting really passionate about that because I see it a lot. You know, I've got teenage kids. They're listening to digitized and coming back to the lyrics, digitized, destructive lyrics and tones. Mm. Fortunately, they've been surrounded by music their whole life. So my son has a bass guitar and he plays that now. And, you know, they're starting to move into actual instruments. Um, but it's it's destroying the physiology in the body when you listen to those dissonant tones. Um, yeah. It literally depletes your energetic resonance within the cells. The mitochondria don't fire properly. The, the quantum spaces between the electrons and the nucleus uh, get distorted and then you get uh, an imbalance in the ability of the cells to dispel waste product. They start to slow down. They start to spin off course. Literally, your cells respond to dissonant tones. So, um, yeah, I'm really passionate about that one. I, I have a background. I'm a nurse. Um, so my background is physiology, uh, medicine, um, and I'm a medicine intuitive, a medical intuitive, so I can see here and experience what's going on in people's cells like this. So mm, mm. please choose organic music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I um, recently found at about 440 hertz that most of our music is actually blasted out at 440 hertz and that music yeah, can be used um, as a, mm, I don't want to use the word, it can be used to create disharmony um, as a weapon. I'm going to use the word. Spirit's saying I need to use it. I'm like, you know, so it can actually be used to um, completely, what's the word, Destroy. explode cells. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it can be very destructive. So knowing that, knowing that we have the ability to create and uncreate, okay, with sound is really powerful. So how can we harmonize even more? We as healers, we as um, way showers and light leaders, you know, how can we create the, these beautiful experiences going forward to harmonize? Because that's ultimately what we're doing here with the work that all of you are doing, right? On an individual I level and all sorts of things. Mm, Helene. I had a I had a comment about that about the dissonance element of things because 
um, slight devil's advocacy at the moment, but I also have found like when I'm teaching or working with sound and I'm working with a group, right? And that I think it's also in order to break out energy, in order to release energy, in order to do that, I find that at least in, in my practice that it's important to match the energy and then shift it. So if, for example, like people come in and everybody's like, and it's a really big group of people and everybody's super loud and nobody's really settled down yet, I find it necessary to start with the dissonances. It's, it's necessary to start with the gong being really loud with the, the more like what I would say, um, the more ancient voices that'll come through me at that time, because it's like, it's actually very much creating dissonances in the form and the overtones because it's purposeful to like distract the energy. And I have found that actually when used properly, that using electronic sounds or things when they're used in that way can also be effective as well as using, um, all of the acoustic instruments, which I do as well. Um, but I use a mixture of both sometimes when I'm creating shows and like, and when I'm also doing soundscapes, I may do a lot of acoustic instruments, but there's a bell underbelly underneath that actually is creating that release of the stress and tension. So I think the dissonances are also medicine sometimes, like in, mm -hmm. when they're used in that proper way with intention. And that's been my experience. And then regarding 432 versus 440, I mean, being a classical musician, everything is at 440. Like I've never been a huge stickler between the two. I play at both. I have instruments tuned at both. Um, I think that it is very much what Christy said about like very much the practitioner and the intention behind it as well. And as I always tell people, just from the purely music standpoint, you can play two instruments that are one is at 440 or 140 is at 432 together purposefully because that mm. little bit of binaural beat that's created can actually move energy in a very specific way but if you have more than two instruments playing together they need to be at one or the other because then it's mm. too much dissonance it's like if you're playing in a group like there's a group of women sound healers we perform together in the los angeles area and we do a mixture of medicine songs and also soundscapes and when we're doing it in that context, we have to be very clear that all of the instruments are tuned either at 432 or at 440, because otherwise that's very cacophonous and doesn't sound good. So it's very mm -hmm. much about intentional dissonance as well. So I just wanted to add that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Intentional, where it's, and, and what I've been, while you were talking, Helena, was being shown how there is actually um, a pulling apart of the density when you when you're reaching it at that specific frequency there's a pulling apart of the density mm -hmm. so it breaks it up okay this mm -hmm. is what i'm being shown and then it creates space for those harmonies to come in and create that harmonization of that frequency so i, I totally Absolutely. agree yes. with that yeah <laughs> so know, brian what did you want to add yeah thanks uh, there's there's something that uh both Christian and Helena are saying that I think that it's super important going back to, to your question and that is the responsibility that I have as a facilitator and the responsibility of understanding my energy and how mm -hmm. I'm actually 
intending that energy to flow because that is key. Mm -hmm. I, I have found mm -hmm. through many years that I can work with so many different instruments or I can just work with one or I can work with none of them. And if yes. I'm putting, uh, if I'm tuning the frequency to a specific frequency, it doesn't matter how many instruments I have. So the, the power that I have, I don't take it lightly when I'm in those places that I'm facilitating. I take a lot of responsibility mm -hmm. of what I am bringing into the spaces because I know the impact that this can have on everybody else. So it's important to understand that because yes, as, as Helene was saying, like sometimes I like I go to some sessions and I never know what I'm going to do in a session until people show up there because I play to what the energies are actually there. And, and I had that like a few weeks ago, like everybody came and there was this energy in the space. And I'm like, okay, this needs to go with the gong and super loud to break <laughs> that energy and be like, okay, now that's there. Now it, now we could bring other, other frequencies. But to be able to understand that, just as a facilitator in general, working with energy, I think that it's so important to actually be well so that I can yeah. allow the energies to move. Because that's one of the things that, that I feel it, it's important to recognize that we, even though, as Christy was saying, I don't like saying I'm a healer because I'm not doing anything in a sense. Like that is for everybody that is actually there to heal themselves. What I am doing is I am creating the space and I am allowing certain energies to be in the space. So I need to make sure that my frequency and my vibration is in a good place and it's aligned so that then I can bring that there. So I think that that's key when, when mm. we're working with all of that because no, I, I remember when I was uh, like speaking even with words, when I was a teenager, my parents were studying Kabbalah and my mom came and she said, and I don't know if this is well known, but she said that in Kabbalah, like, they use this Abeda Kadabra, which in English or in Spanish, we all say Abracadabra. That comes oh, yeah. from Abracadabra. Kabbalah. Abracadabra, magic. And, yes, and Abeda Kadabra, that means what I'm speaking, that like that is and the mm -hmm. power of that is so integral and the intention and the vibration behind what i'm saying as well because i can be saying the same words with a very different vibration mm. so understanding that is key in all of this work whether that is you know like a certain frequency or a, 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 as you're saying like having the different frequencies there and creating um, a dissonance to be able to show up in a way that is actually mm -hmm. going to be conducive to the healing to take place or for the change to take place. That is so important. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, you know, I, I've been to quite a few of Sam's um, sessions and whenever I'm watching Sam play, and I hope you don't mind, Sam, she plays with a whole, whole body. It's like, you know, she becomes source and it's just beautiful. Mm. And whenever mm. you're watching someone that's truly embodied in their craft, and I call it a craft, you know, it's their soul gifts that's rising within them, shining through them. Um, you become the channel. You are the channel for all of that, you know, the universal frequencies to move through you in many different ways. And then you can access higher streams of frequency. You can access 
transmissions, you know, that's coming mm. through you. Um, so I want to talk about, Sam, do you want to share something about that maybe, if you want to add to that? Um, just a little bit. I, I really love this as well. And um, just want to reiterate what Brian said, you know, like how important it is to um, really show up as being that clear channel, the hollow bone to to be, you know, a channel for source to allow the human to stay at the door um, <laughs> and to really just the, the human, the ego, and then just be like, OK, I'm, I'm here to be of service um and allowing allowing to be guided by source frequency um with whatever energies you're confronted with um that with that session um and i love it it's you know it never goes <laughs> you can never you can never predict it right it's always different every time and um i just love that yeah being being that hollow bone and allowing the full, your full body, your full self to be a part of the transmission. Mm, yeah. yeah. Powerful. Mm. And I want to talk about something that um, I experienced. So I went to um, Tony Robbins event and he got up on stage and put his arm up and did a whole brave heart thing. And he got all the men to stand up in the crowd and they, um, you know, basically, use this word I can't remember what it was now it's gone out of my head but it was this resonance really deep resonance okay this frequency of the male voice mm. now I believe frequency has the ability to rebalance and reharmonize masculine feminine energy and bring a unification of um, energy right within the body so the same we have when a woman sings you know that has that alchemy, that beautiful uh, process when you're listening to it that harmonizes the masculine. So um, another one, Dan Abdul Noor, which is another guy that plays um, a beautiful instrument and he uses his voice and he uses a lot of um, deep sound. He's got a very, very deep voice that creates profound healing through that resonance that he is, that embodied resonance, which is so beautiful. And so I, I totally believe that we have the ability to bring this divine unification or union using sound. It's profound, right? In our own bodies, in the universe, not in the universe, but also within the planet, accessing these universal frequencies. So I'm just having some people comment on here they're really enjoying our conversation, they're saying. Um, I do love and relate to that part of channeling source when really moving with what is. That definitely happens when I bring through my sound alchemy journeys. And Dan's sound is amazing, very touching. Thank you so much, everyone, for commenting. Please keep commenting. And if you've got any questions, do let us know, and I'll put this to the speakers. But, yeah, so what do you think about this unification using sound to reunify to bring back this um accessing of the source within us i suppose um and how is this thing helping to heal our planet how is this helping to heal people out there mm. who would like to share I mean, I'll go. The, go. First, the, first, <laughs> the, fir the first thing I thought about was, um, was how when you're doing mantras and chanting, right? Everybody talks about the Aum or the Om or however you say it. Both ways are proper in Sanskrit. Um, but the idea that that was the first sound of creation. 
-hmm. or the first sound that was made maybe by a human, if that was accurate, but we don't really know, but that sort of concept that way. And when you are singing, like when you're singing and you're using your full support and you're using your voice in that way, whether it's toning or you're actually singing or channeling or whatever the mechanism is, all of your chakras have to be in alignment. It aligns, mm -hmm. you align yourself because when you're actually using your voice, your spine is erect, you're using the breast support, your whole body is involved, right? And so when you come in and this is an interesting thing because for me, I feel like a lot of, of my personal work is to come back into the human body, right? Like I spent a, a lot of years in chronic pain where I had to like leave my body often in order to mm -hmm. deal with life and realize that the healing came when I came back in the body as opposed to being out of the body. And so in that alignment with the sound and relaxing the nervous system, we're not taught as societally anywhere, like, and I know we're all from different places, right? But this idea of it's okay for the nervous system to relax. It's okay to feel good in your body all the time. It's okay to be in this very light energetic space within the human body. And I feel like stress is so much a part of our learned conditioning that there's so much unlearning that we do through the healing process of our journey that we didn't come in with. We learned it while we were here. So when we sit with the sound and the alignment and we tone and we receive and we take time for the nervous system to relax and we meditate, then there is just that natural ripple in effect, right? Because you have to reprogram the paradigm by being the paradigm that you're choosing mm -hmm. to call in. So like every piece that we're doing in our own practice and our own healing journey, we're already by byproduct examples for our clients, the people in our immediate circles, the people we connect with. And so that ripple effect, it just eventually, like any kind of um, collective consciousness, it's a wave that will have its ictus point when it shifts. Like what Brian was saying about the singing bowls, right? Like even when I started doing it about a decade ago, also people, are, it was still new. It was still like novel. That and, and then all of a sudden it's like, I've trained a lot of people myself. It's all over the place. I mean, Los Angeles, is probably the most saturated sound healer city. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, if we want to be honest about that. And so it's this idea that, that every bit of work, like even what Brian said, it's like, we're all like, oh, it's awesome. Like everybody's doing this thing, but it's also um, what's bringing us into that place of alignment. It can't help but shift consciousness, but it mm -hmm. takes everybody shifting. And there's already been a massive shift so it's just mm. continuing to follow the shift. Yeah, absolutely. And Helena, I love the fact that you say it happens in the body, right? We, mm. Everything happens here in the now moment. It's our consciousness. It's our awareness. It's where we are now. How, what do we want to move from or where do we want to move from here, okay, from this now moment? And you can't heal yourself if you're hanging outside your body. Your body mm. is absolutely. part of you. Yeah. yeah. So this it's coming back into the body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For now, anyway, you know, this is where we are. <laughs> yeah. There's Brian? there's uh, there's this this important thing that I think that going back to that uh, masculine and feminine or the different energies. It's all about balance and integration. And I think that mm -hmm. that is 
the key. And that is what a lot of times the sound allows us to do to bypass sometimes some of our thoughts and some of the ways that we've been conditioned to move beyond to that balance and that integration. And when we start to integrate that within ourselves and all of mm -hmm. us that we are on a, a healing path, that is just that returning to that wholeness that is inherently mm -hmm. who we are. So when we come back to that place, guess what? That shifts everything else. And as the earth as well and the planets and the universe is also in constant shift then the more that we do that the more balance that we're bringing and that is how important we are and that is the power that we all have the more that we do that and balancing and rebalancing all of these energies we're doing this for the entire universe that is how much power we have so a lot of times mm -hmm. it's like you know we've been thought that we might not matter or that we are just one person or like no we're powerful beings and sound a lot of times it, it can help us and depending on how we're using it then it's powerful like you were saying before and uh, natalie that sounds can move mountains in the past like i like i heard the stories of the tibetan monks using singing balls to literally move mountains from the way they would stand <laughs> in specific places mm -hmm. and use specific frequencies and they would literally lift all of the mountains and then move them and then they could walk from there and it's like how powerful is this right <laughs> yeah That's so part of my story. work here is um to bring back sound technology which is sound technology is the ability to levitate with sound different objects mm. and move things and so that's part of my work with centaura mm. but that's for a completely different day um yeah <laughs> it's just Can so I... amazing go for it christy no it's just I, I would like to talk to the masculine feminine aspect as well i think maybe what you're alluding to was was how also men and women can start to use their voices to harmonize with each other um yes it's it's been an interesting journey for me over the last few years I've had a lot of trauma around the masculine feminine um, you know interactions in my life and uh, I have found that the masculine voice in the past has been incredibly triggering just hearing that big bass low tone you know um, has been quite difficult my son is um, the most beautiful baritone voice ever but when he switched from being a child to being a man his man voice was triggering for my nervous system so mm. it's it's just as much about um, uh, because I'm not I'm not about me too in, in the sense that uh, men and women you know uh, should be you know holding each other accountable for anything I'm not about that at all it's about the individual using sound and coming to terms with sound uh, and as a female coming to terms with my own voice being able to use my own voice to to uh, to express how I feel, what I need, who I am, why I'm here, what I'm doing is valuable. Yeah. But also being able to accept the sound of a masculine voice in my nervous system has been profound, absolutely profound. Mm -hmm. And it's resulted in a lot of uh, healing between my family members and I as well, my, my children, my son, um, because every time he said something, I would I would fly into a triggered, you know, freak out. Um, it, it instantly was a problem. So I think that there is something to be said for women and men coming together to gently tentatively feel each other through sound 
through the voice and to be respectful of each other's experience of each other's voices, each other's sound, each other's presence, each other's frequencies. We have to do that with each other, but we also have to balance that masculine feminine frequencies within ourselves as well. And that's where the real work is, is bringing ourselves into that. I think, Brian, you said that integration within our own being of yin yang, masculine feminine frequencies. That has to happen in ourselves, but perhaps one of the first steps, the initial steps, particularly when you're coming out of trauma, uh, I work with a lot of neurodivergent people who are highly, highly, highly sensitive to all sorts of frequencies. So, you know, they tend to be more triggered by the this juxtaposition between the, the masculine frequencies and the feminine frequencies. So the first couple of steps on the healing journey is, is to, uh, I don't like the word either, but to have uh, initially a, a tolerance and to expand your tolerance for the for the vocal frequencies of masculine feminine in in spaces that are safe and nourishing and nurturing uh, and that can be the domain of a sound therapist or a sound um, healer creative is to enable that brian again enable that spaciousness and that that sound container because sound does create patterns so we as the healer are, are creating a sound pattern a sacred geometric pattern in space where people can enter and be present with each other and delicately gently respectfully uh, carefully assimilate and share and and adjust and elevate and ascend together so um, mm. that's my take on that masculine feminine thing um, it's it's a tentative topic uh i i i would i would probably want to say as well men are just as vocally suppressed as women have been as well you know they mm -hmm. are not practiced or um skilled or uh or have been allowed to use your their voices in certain ways um it's been you know shove it down don't say that you can't say it that way you shouldn't say it this way um and that's you know, incredibly challenging for men and simultaneously women have felt that their voices have been suppressed and, and yeah. um, not allowed. But I think it's a human thing, not a masculine, mm. feminine thing. Yeah, we're coming out of that. Yeah, totally. And we are. And there is this rising of the feminine and bringing up, you know, and then the rising of the masculine with the feminine, yeah. which is so beautiful. So, each other. <laughs> yeah, there's this divine unification happening in many different ways. And I think that's the, the most important thing is to understand that we all play a huge part in our own um, responsibility and taking responsibility. And we can soften, we can, you know, mm. listen more carefully, be more gentle and compassionate towards each other to bring, um, you know, to bring the listening voice, I love call it the listening voice, you know, <laughs> softening everything down and allowing yourself to be that ear and where you're taking in the frequency of that person's sound, you know, and the emotional state of who they are, what they're going through, what they're experiencing. Um, and what I was going to say is intention is key when mm. we're working. Because we are creating, we're working with universal source code at any time when we are creating, right? We are creating these beautiful sacred geometry patterns. We're using the building blocks of the universe, constantly tapping into that. So intention is key. What is What do we want to achieve when we walk into a room to receive that healing or that sound? What is it that we want to give other people when we are 
you know, serving with within sound as such. So that's that's really key for me because I'm super sensitive. I am activated <laughs> this ability where I can use my ears and um, move my ears in a certain way to create sound and frequency and to um, move frequency. And so I'm incredibly sensitive to sound. So when I'm in a sound bowl healing, I will probably be right at the back of the room, um, the furthest away from the instruments because of that. And sometimes I have to leave because I can't attune properly to certain sounds. Um, and yeah, it can be pretty intense. But I, um, Sam, before you jump in and share your your um, bit, I just want to people have some stuff here. Maybe I can add it. Any other thoughts around tone frequency, study of somatics and the Schumann resonance if we already haven't covered this. Um, I think what we can do is, any, is there any thoughts around tone frequency or any studies that people can do? Um, I'm not sure around the question about the Schumann resonance and how we, remember we are the earth, okay? We are the earth, our bodies, we are the earth. So whatever we do ripples out to the earth as well and um, it's all connected. It's that that bouncing off of frequencies. But do any of you speakers have anything to say about this particular comment? The Schumann, uh, Schumann cavity resonance is peaking uh, as we move through this ascension process as a planet. Um, as, as you said, Natalie, you know, humans and Earth are not separate. We're not separate. We're, we're the same organism. Um, we're just uh, individuated facets of that entire frequency load. So the Schumann cavity resonance has been increasing exponentially. Um, I've been watching it. So we're having spikes uh, up around, you know, 70, 80 hertz hurts now uh, and originally the Schumann cavity resonance back in the 80s was sitting at a stable 7.4 or 7.8 I think it was uh, and since in 2000 and then accelerating through 2012 we're seeing these massive spikes so with every spike there is a waking up of consciousness in all humans, whether whether they're you know into spirituality or not, it's happening. But that that frequency is so intense that it's dislodging congestion and and stuck cells, cellular trauma, uh, collective cellular trauma in the physiology. So um, you know it's it, it's a sound as much as it is a light. It, it's all just frequency. So um, when we have those spikes, people are waking up, and sometimes it's very traumatic waking up, um, and it, and they need to be held with with kick gloves and very gently and they can experience enormous anger enormous anger when the consciousness kicks in um, but that's going to continue to happen because all of us who are waking up are pooling our energetic consciousness into the collective as well so for every person that snaps awake with these spikes and and starts this journey of uh, self-actualization the planet is going to continue to spike more and more and more until our frequency is extremely high. Uh, mm. And that brings a lot of sensitivities. Neurodivergent people are, are primed, highly sensitive or neurodivergent people are primed. They've already come in with the receptors to be able to adjust to these high spikes. Um, but, you know, living in a planet where you've got this extreme duality at the moment, uh, it's very painful sometimes to have that consciousness, to be able to be sensitive to all the frequencies, both the high and the really heavy, dense, low, difficult sludge <laughs> of the planet. Mm. It's really...
really quite challenging to be the bridge. Uh, and those of us who have been in this space for a long time, we are the bridges. We're, we're helping to stabilise and hold the human cavity resonance and, and the collective resonance at a higher level so that those who are waking up now have somewhere to be, have somewhere to go. Yeah. They can see the path. Um, yes. So that's all I probably want to say. There's tons on somatics. Um, mm. Just Google it, watch on, on YouTube. There's lots about it. It's really exciting. exciting yeah, maybe, work. Christy, if you've got some content, you can just share it um, with me and I can pop it underneath this video for people. That would be awesome. Sure, sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sam, feel free to comment. So let's talk about the feminine masculine, if you want to comment anything about that, what you've seen in your experience or just anything that's dropped in for you. Yeah, I guess um, what's dropped in for me um, with the masculine and the, and the feminine is I, I see very few men come to my sound ceremonies, um, but what I really am finding is that people are becoming inspired. People are, are becoming really inspired by, by sound, and I feel that... Um, the speak of like coming back into the body and that's where the real healing is done is people discovering that they are the medicine. And especially if they start to rediscover this powerful tool that they all have, everyone has this tool of using their sound um, to invoke their own healing. And, um, you know, we've, we could go through that, that idea um, or fact that, you know, we all have been programmed um for many, many decades about, you know, how we should speak or, you know, children should be seen and not heard and you need to speak properly. And it's like we've really lost our organic sound. And I, I've only come across like a few men that I've really heard, um, you know, this deep organic like, you know, man of the earth, like it's just this raw channel of divine masculine frequency coming through. And I really hope we see more of that um, because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, of, of the women do it. But when we come together, the magic that that is going to create is just going to create, it's going to make massive ripples across the earth when we really start to, to come together and, and experience this in, in its most purest, raw form. Yeah. <laughs> I'm praying Look at you that. getting all excited. <laughs> mm. yeah. That's great. Mm. That, that excites me so much, Sam, because it is, this is where we're going, this co-creation, this co-creative mm. energy, right, where we're no longer looking at each other and going, oh, no, I can't, I won't, you know, I don't have the ability. It's this coming together of humanity in this beautiful way where we're realizing that our throats is the, I believe that's the gateway to our consciousness, higher consciousness, okay? This is what I've been told by spirit. When we open that gateway and we release anything that's stopping us from truly expressing our creativeness and beingness and human beingness in every way and form, okay, that is when we're going to start working together more harmoniously, because then there's no judgment, there's no fear, okay, there's no shame, there's no shyness, there's like claiming back of who I am, my sound, my body, my vibration in every way and form, whether I am masculine, whether I'm feminine, it doesn't matter, it's this beautiful symphony, I love calling it a symphony, 
but it's the symphony, this co-creation of humanity. And when we can get over ourselves and stop apologizing for who we are at the core of our being, right, we can move mountains. You know, there is um, sound technology where the Egyptians use sound technology to move blocks and all sorts of things. If we can move physical objects, we can also move energetic objects because it's the same thing, right? So it's about this consciousness. This is awakening that's happening with people. What is possible? What is possible? And now our soul gifts are coming online, and that's why I'm here. I've come here to help people when those soul gifts are coming online. And, yes, it might be shown, like you said, Christy, it might show up in, in anger, but it also might be like, holy shizzles, what just happened to me? I can hear things. I can see things. I can experience things more deeply, more profoundly. And when that happens, that's when we as, as um, people that are already awake and conscious and available right we need to make ourselves available for these people that is truly wanting guidance and um and just a little bit of it's okay you're going to be okay yeah. it's all right that you're experiencing what you're experiencing you know we i believe that since um 2000 and especially in our generation i'm 46 now but we have been brought into this space as sensitives as empaths more attuned more deeply to the frequencies and sounds and everything around us so that we can be the change and so in whichever way we do that follow the guidance from your heart mm. anyone want to speak into that what i just said yes just that's Go all on. i have to say yes that's right <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say. <laughs> awesome. Um, let me just see what else we've got here. So um, I had a comment here that says it's fascinating. Oh, I'll pop it on here. Um, it's fascinating, Natalia. I've also been working with clients on practicing internal sound. So it's not heard outwardly, but felt and heard internally for the self. Mm. More of a frequency than a sound. So I presume you're talking about the actual ear Thing that I was speaking about yeah and what I really recommend for people and maybe you can also recommend some practices let's talk about some practices some exercises um, that will really help people to start shifting they can just tune in a little bit more so there's definitely I started toning how I activated my light language I could feel something bubbling up from within my gut and it was this this profound almost thing that I wanted to start spitting out these words and, and sounds and tones um, and that's where it all started and I and I just invite you to be inquisitive to explore to experience your sound your vibration have fun with it even if it sounds silly you know just have fun with it what would you like to share there's, there's something <laughs> there's something that that I think that it's uh it's really been helpful for a lot of my clients. That is that we, most of us that will live in cities, there's lots of different vibrations and different frequencies going on. And mm. there's a lot of noise pollution. And a lot of times the, the invitation is to, to switch from noise to frequency and to understand how can I match those mm -hmm. vibrations so for example like being in the kitchen and listening to the sound of the fridge and and going just humming like and just finding the right one so then you match it and there actually is no longer on the way it's no longer noise pollution it's actually just a vibration and that's it 
So being able to use humming as well, it's so powerful, especially for those that are not ready to do like anything more external um, because they care about the people around then being able to start humming and to find and match the frequencies of the vibrations around that is amazing yeah absolutely what a beautiful practice yes anyone else want to share a practice that they um that they know of that they're doing that they're sharing with their clients of how people mm. can start some oh sam go ahead Cool. Yeah. Um, I've got two practices that are like kind of one for the people who are really into that structured form, which would be the toning with the different um, mantras for each um, chakra, you know, for instance, you know, like Vam, Lam, Om, um, there's all sorts and you can just work with that one consistent tone. And I find it really helps you to move into that beautiful if you work with it for a while it helps to really um, clear but also activate that energy center and it also drop you into this beautiful um, kind of just into the moment really where you're out of the mind um, and it's a, almost like a trance that you're just encapsulated fully with this vibration um, so I found that to be super helpful for opening up opening up the voice fully and then for those that are into less structured practices it's just about getting silly wherever you feel most comfortable whether it be in the shower in the car in the kitchen you know you're making your food and just being really silly like just spitting out whatever it is gobbledygook some gibberish and um you know any any type of sound and just rolling around like a little kid like getting the inner child playing letting out anything that sounds um like it, whatever wants to be expressed at that time and, and not be judgmental of it I found that to be so um <laughs> so helpful it also <laughs> just really nurtures the inner child but then opens up all of these doorways for um, other forms of expressions to land as well yeah whatever makes you happy and whatever you love do that I recently posted a video on my Facebook group about um this this um older woman she had a pot on her head she had two pots on her like a chest plate and then um, a grater in between her legs and she was literally just using a wooden spoon and she was like dancing and playing the pots and you know it was so much fun so why not <laughs> you know we have to express ourselves in many different ways thank you for sharing that Sam um, anyone else have any more tips and tricks that they want to share Christy yeah just a little one um, to do with you know, finding your own voice. One of the first things that I help my clients to do is to uh, use the heartbeat as their anchor and using their ears initially to to hear the heartbeat, but then taking that listening uh, technique in and down and to hear the frequencies of the heart beating inside themselves is a really beautiful way to, to anchor their nervous system, but also to start to feel and hear their own unique signature each one of our heartbeats contains a bandwidth of frequency that is unique to us like our fingers like our fingerprints every single heart signature is different so coming into your own heart and hearing your own heart both internally as well as listening for the sound of the heartbeat uh, and the subtleties of the resonance of your own heart is um, a really great, great way to start 
tuning into yourself but also finding your own voice and then going from there and and going with the rhythm and the and the sound of your internal frequency uh, is a really beautiful way to start to settle everything and get in touch with who you are so listening to the sound to start with and then taking that deep and going for the frequency of the heartbeat itself yeah absolutely mm -hmm. one beautiful practice that i love doing is actually lying flat on my chest on the earth and i can feel my heartbeat on the mm. earth and i can also hear it and then what i do i start tuning into the resonance the, the earth and i actually bring it into harmony in that way and then send energy healing down into the earth and that's a really beautiful way of anchoring as well mm -hmm. but you just feel like you are part of everything it's just such a beautiful practice so try that mm -hmm. if you want to mm. thank you mm. christy for sharing that. I, elaine yeah i love all of these practices i do a lot with the humming and the chakra tones as well and following um different body parts and giving a voice to them but one of the things that actually is really good especially for people that might feel a little bit shy is to uh go in your room alone a little bit and um turn on some really loud drumming music and do shaking because i think when you shake with the body and then you allow the voice to come as well it's a for me one of the best ways other than breath work to move energy in the body then if you shake and you're just and you just like make noise <laughs> i find like that's one of the best things like for people that don't necessarily feel like they want to sing um and anyway even if you do sing it's a really good way of releasing energy in general mm. and and, yeah. and i know people are very self-conscious so it's very much about being in a <laughs> if you need to be in a private space you can do that somewhere in your house yeah dance like no one's watching my husband calls it dancing and crying <laughs> because i put my um, james asher drum music on and i shake my booty like no one's watching and then i'll be crying at the same time and dancing and singing and you know it's all happening but who cares you know? does it make me feel better absolutely <laughs> so uh. yeah let's um you know let's have fun with it and stop apologizing you know there's there's so much we can go into and i think that we're going to wrap up this talk today otherwise we'll be here forever but you know <laughs> we can talk about the frequency of plants communicating with us now as well the sound frequency of plants and there's going to be a part two to this talk and i'm going to have beautiful people on here on part two in january that will be talking about how they're working with the sound of plants and actually healing people through that as well. So there's so many different aspects to sound, the power of sound, but this has been an incredible conversation. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every single one of your beautiful speakers for the work that you are doing and for shining your light and radiating out, you know, um, so beautifully to, to the world, especially at this time where people are finding it difficult sometimes to even get out of bed in the mornings. Um, so if you find it difficult to get out of the bed, please put on some music, okay? allow that music to move you in ways that transforms you and ignites you and brings you back to that memory where you remember good times or you remember happy times and joyful times or perhaps where you remember a loved one that's passed and that's okay. Um, as long as we are moving towards a space of, you know, where do I want to go? Where do I want to be now? How do I want to move forward from this space? And how can I, through taking action in my day, 
um, even if I go to yoga or if I go to a sound healing or, or a sound bath or whatever the case might be, you know, how can that create change in my life and then start rippling that out to the rest of the world as well? So, my loves, thank you, thank you, thank you. Once thank again, you. anything mm -hmm. else that you just want to share on a close, maybe to the people that's listening? <laughs> thank you, for everyone, for being here and being yeah. present. And thanks for having me. Mm such a pleasure yeah that's it just thank you so much and and this is a collaborative effort between us but it's also a collaborative effort between those who are watching this either now or or later on you know it's always mm -hmm. relevant and so the frequencies that have been shared with us from your audience you know that's enabling us to share what we have to give the planet as well so thank you for your presence as well mm, absolutely and knowing that when you're watching this replay or you're listening to the replay, that you will receive our frequencies as well yes. at the same time. And with your permission, and we ask with your permission to share our frequency, obviously. And if you want to receive that, open your heart and receive. Thank you, everybody. And thank you to those who are watching live and watching the replay and listening. From my heart to yours, I love you. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>